When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for a new episode of TMG. Hi, everybody. Welcome to TMG. I'm your host, Travis Patton Sr. I enjoy discovering and sharing real-life moments of inspiration from everyday people. And this show is about finding moments of inspiration for our everyday lives. And look, and if you're going to tell me something, then tell me something good. Hi, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of TMG. I'm your host, Travis Patton Sr. Hey, guys, listen, you know how we do it real quick. Before we get started, don't forget to visit our YouTube page. That's Tommy Thumbs to Good for the Capital T. There it is right there on your screen. And guys, as always, I got to give a huge shout out to my biggest supporter, my biggest fan, my lovely wife, Nicole. Hey, girl, how you doing? Everybody around the world knows your name now. I know you're watching. I know you're listening. Guys, in a very short time. This show has taken off, and it's being heard in places all around the globe. Yeah, places like New Zealand, Australia, Canada. It's just amazing. Everybody is tuning in. And maybe, just maybe, you say, Travis, man, I've been tuning in since day one. Well, I'm glad you super glad you've been joining us. And, well, maybe this is your first time tuning in, your very first time listening to the show. Let me tell you this. I'm so glad that you're joining the show tonight. I have a very good show. Or we have a great show that's scheduled for tonight with a very special guest you do not want to miss. Guys, so buckle up. It's going to get real, real good. Guys, everybody knows that this show is all about finding moments of inspiration with our everyday lives, with everyday people uh, like you and like me. So if you have an inspiring story that you would like to share with our audience and maybe come on the show and be a special guest, then all you have to do is send me an email. Yeah, an email that's tell me something 21 at gmail.com. Here's the email right there on your screen. Shoot over an email. So maybe you're going to go back and you're going to listen to this. And let me spell it out for you. That's D-E-L-L-M-E-S-U-M-T-H-I-N-21 at gmail.com. Guys, I'm so excited to be here today. And just super excited to get started. So I'm going to jump right into it, guys. Uh, today's topic is a mother's story. Yeah, yeah, a mother's 
story. I'm excited to get into it, guys. Listen, we would do, and you know, I'm a dad, and, and I watched my wife do everything for our children. And as most parents do, whether you are a parent or an aunt, or you have loved ones you grew up with that you're really close with, but we would do almost anything for our children. Am I right? Come on, put it in chat. You know I'm right. We would do almost anything we can for our children, whether our nieces, our nephews, cousins, doesn't matter who it is. But if they're close to us, we'll do almost anything we can for our children. And and if we don't have any, maybe there's someone that's close to us that we feel the same way about. Maybe it's even someone we grew up with. Now, it can be tough seeing our loved ones facing a difficult time and not quite sure how to help them. Am I right, guys? I mean, you see them dealing with things and you don't know their back is against the wall and we're not quite sure of what we need to do or what hand to extend to them to help them. So it can be kind of tough seeing our loved ones deal with things and not being quite sure of how to help them out. The emotions are everywhere. Their emotions, our emotions are everywhere. That they must be facing alone eventually can spill over into self-harm. I've seen it happen in my own family. I've, I've witnessed it. So how do we help? H how can we help? Or uh, our special guest tonight, guys, uh, she's going to share her story of tragedy turned triumph and how it was all possible. She's a mother, an author, a mental health advocate for those battling addiction. Guys, I want you to give a huge shout out, a huge PMG welcome, hello, to our very special guest, Barbara Legere. Barbara, get on here and say hi. Hi, everybody. <laughs> it's good to be here. Thank you. We are so glad, Barbara, that you have decided to join us tonight. We are honored that you decided to come on to the show, PMD. Uh, super excited that you're here. And I know you can't wait to share your story. And we all can't wait to hear it. I'm going to stop running my mouth, Barbara. Uh, listen, it's a pleasure having you on the show today. And we're all glad that you are here. And you, Now, you and I have kind of talked a little bit before the show. So we've got, and we need to talk today, guys, before the show. It was so good. We started to have the show without you. <laughs> so we, we had to put the brakes on it. We had to put the brakes on it. Oh, they're showing you so much love in the chat. They're showing you so much love already, Barbara. So much love they're showing you. Look at you. Look at you. They're showing you so much love. So glad to hear you guys. Listen, Barbara, we're going to get started. I know something about you. I know a little bit about you. There are a lot of people who will be listening and say, Barbara Spree got a pretty cool story, I'm sure. I want to hear about I want to hear about Barbara. So, Barbara, introduce yourself to the audience. Let them know who you are. Okay. Um, well, I wouldn't call my story cool, but it does have a hopefully a lesson in it. Um, I'm a mom. I do you want me to share my my whole thing right now? Or well, just give us a little background about you. About me. Well, I live in Southern California. I've been here pretty much all my life. I raised my son alone as a single mom. And I recently wrote two books. Um, 
just your average person doing normal things. I don't really have a big social life or anything. I just love to read and write and um, be with my dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, Barbara. Nothing wrong with that at all. Guys, today's topic that I mentioned is a mother's story. And I began the show uh, mentioning and talking about how do you handle or how do you what, how do you deal with things with your loved ones when you see them dealing with a difficult time and we're not quite sure how to handle it when when the love that you care that you have for someone didn't seem like it was enough or doesn't seem like it's enough to rescue them. What can we do and how do we turn things around? Barbara, you and I both know with kids, anybody that we got kids or children or even fur babies, life can be unpredictable. Absolutely. Sometimes life can feel like a coin toss. You never know what you're going to get, you know? So life can be unpredictable. And, and, and you have witnessed this firsthand, Barbara. You've witnessed it firsthand. Uh, please share with us, if you will, uh, where and what events began the incredible journey that you're on. Let us know what brought you here today. Okay, sure. Um, well, as I mentioned, I was a single mom to my son, Kevin. And um, Kevin was had a good childhood, but he struggled with depression and anxiety from the time he was pretty young. And when he got to be about 15 years old, he discovered drugs. And by the time he was 17 years old, Kevin started using heroin and became, um, you know, he became addicted and it became what his life was surrounded with at all times. I mean, that was his life, trying to stay high so that he would not get sick. He had so much shame over it. Um, but what he had even more shame over was his mental health. It was easy, easier for him to tell someone he was an addict than say, I struggle with mental health issues. Because he had depression, anxiety, he would hear things in his mind a lot, and it was always negative towards himself. Um, so Kevin actually attempted suicide several times over his um, late teens and early 20s. And he told me, Mom, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it. Um, this is how I'm going to end my life someday, and you're going to have to, you know, deal with it. And sadly, it was true. Um, in August 2020, my son took his life, and at that moment, my life changed forever. Um, you just can't imagine at the moment when it happens. You can't believe it. It's just, even though he had warned me for years, it was like, this can't be happening. All the feelings that you go through in that moment, uh, you just wonder, how am I even going to breathe? I mean, every, everything hurt. Your heart hurts so much. The first year, it was just hard to even think or accomplish anything. It was just, it was hell. And I know a lot of um, parents that know what that feeling is, losing a child to suicide, overdose, losing a child to anything. But the stigma of suicide and drug overdose um, made it even harder. So I, I, um, I'm sorry, I got emotional for a second. 
So that's when I decided I, I needed to do something. Um, Kevin had always wanted to write a book with me about his recovery journey. And since that didn't happen, I felt like he was nagging me. <laughs> Even though he was gone, he was nagging me to write a book. And I fought it for a few months, and then I gave in. I said, okay, I'm going to write a book. I love to write. So the writing part wasn't that difficult. It just seemed like a crazy thing to do at the time. But I wanted to keep his memory alive, and I wanted him to have a purpose. I wanted his life to hopefully affect another life in a positive way, as a warning, as um, just to show that a normal person walking down the street may look fine, but on the inside, they may be loathing themselves. They may be lonely. They may be heartbroken. You don't know what other people are going through. So that's kind of, that's where we're at with my story. Wow, guys. Guys, did you hear that? I, I want you, first of all, Barb, you know, we're here to hear your story and, and to glean from your strength because uh, having to deal with that, it is heartbreaking. Uh, I'm going to say this. I know my wife is listening. I know I know my wife. My wife and I, we also dealt with a child uh, uh, passing, but, you know, it was during childbirth. You know, it did not, I mean, it, it didn't make, it doesn't make the pain any less. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? It doesn't make the pain any less whether they're here 15 years or five minutes. You know, it's still your child and you still feel that pain. And guys, Barbara, you said something that rings so deep with us that we have no idea what a person may be dealing with and that they can look fine on the outside, but there are other voices that are involved. You know, there are other things that are involved. It is so important. It just rings how important it is to make sure that we are uh, healthy mentally. We'll go to the doctor every year, do that yearly checkup. Some of us are most of us. You know, we're going to ache in the body. You know, let me go to the doctor. We start sniffling. I'll get a cold. I'll take some medicine. But when it comes to here, a lot of times it goes swept under the rug. And there's the one place that we cannot escape is our minds, our thoughts. We can escape people. We can go into other rooms. We get in the car and we can drive down the street. But there's no way to escape the thoughts that are in our head, Barb. Absolutely. And the, the stigma that surrounds mental health is what keeps people from seeking help. I mean... We don't have any shame over other things to admit that we have something wrong with us. Exactly. But when it comes to that, and there, 50% of the people will have a mental health issue in their lifetime, whether it be depression for a little while, whether it be something that bipolar that they have to live with and be medicated on, yet there's still this stigma and this this shame involved that should not be there. And that's what keeps people from getting help. Um, it should not be that way, and I, I wish I knew the answer. I mean, I think we're making we're making a little progress in that area, right? But not nearly enough because there's so many people still suffering, wow. and it's hard to find uh, good mental health treatment too. That's 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 just totally incredible, and and, and I I begin to wonder, you know, we 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 have all these advances in things like uh, cancer research. Uh, you know, bones density structure, all these different things, these different things. But when it comes to mental health, we seem to lag in that. 
And then when something happens, we trace it back to a mental health issue. Yeah. We trace yeah, it back to an issue where there was a mental health concern going on. And we now we're just not catching it in hindsight. That That's just amazing. And, and your, your story alone has already got a lot of people involved and in listening to you because we understand that there could be times with loved ones that and what get it was it was the, it's the stigma it's it's the whole stamp on it you know it's what it looks like and when something is stigmatized that's what it looks like it's what it appears and 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 being in a society come on let's be in a society where appearance means a lot well how it looks means a lot when social media is involved come on social media when you see those posts on social media everybody's looking at their best we're associated with they get the best cars, they get the hair done, they blah, everything's great. It's all about how I look right now. And I can't do anything, I don't want to do anything that's going to interrupt my stigma. That's going to mess up how I look to other people, how I appear to other people. So yeah, I'll talk about my cold, I'll talk about I had COVID, but man, I won't talk about the stuff that's going on in my head. So true. That is just so true. And, and you can ignore it. Even if you see it in someone else, like you notice your friend is acting differently and withdrawing, you can ignore it and think, oh, it's going to get better. And you can't ignore a cold. You can't ignore certain diseases. You have to get treated to get better. But you can ignore it and let it go for years until it becomes a huge problem and changes your life. Absolutely. When, when there is treatment, there is help available. It's It needs medical attention, just like everything else. Wow. It, it, did you hear that, guys? It deserves the same amount of attention. We would give a broken arm, broken leg, you know. And I had to I had to learn that, um, you know, as far as men, as men, you know, I'm a man. I don't need that. I'm tough. I'm rough. I'm rugged. And I had to learn men have those voices in our heads, too. We're not sometimes we're not in a good space and we have to reach out and get help. And I had to learn, hey. You gotta keep. You gotta reach out there and get help. I see someone typing here in the message and said, "Hey, Barbara, keep sharing. Keep on sharing. Uh, people do need to hear this, and it will help someone. Uh, so your story is absolutely out there. It's going to help someone, uh, Barbara. Uh, this is something amazing. And and what 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 I want to try to move past, Barbara, is that stigma that's on men. Your son, he he was a young man. Yeah, he, he was, was a young man, twenty one. Mm -hmm. In Quite his not. prime. Quite not. Yeah. In his yeah. prime. And as men, guys, I'm not trying to make this gender-based. I promise you I'm not. But as men, we have got to move beyond that. You know, when we see some, if, if you see someone hurting, uh, or if you see someone that may not be in a good space, if you don't know, ask. Ask them. That's, uh, Bob, your story is it's incredible, guys. And I know people are enjoying it because they're all tuning in. All right, let me ask you a question. Uh, Bob, I, I gotta say this. So, so this is something that no parent—I don't care who you are—no parent would ever imagine happening. It talk about our parents' worst nightmare. This, this is it. Uh, not graduating from college. You, know, you, you can go to you can go to a smaller college. Not graduating high school. You go to another high school. So, this is something no parent would ever imagine happening, right? And I'm sure. You've heard the words, a parent's worst nightmare. 
before. Did it all seem like um, some type of dream that you was hoping one day you could just snap your fingers and it all would kind of go away? Oh, yeah, definitely. But before I say anything more, I just wanted to give my condolences to you and your wife for losing Thank your you. baby. And I, there are things people say that when you lose a child that is a newborn that are just very unhelpful. I'll just leave it at that for now. But I just want to say I'm so sorry. That is Thank so you. Thank you. Bad. But anyhow, back to the nightmare of losing a child. Yes. Um, you wake up every day and for like one little tiny second, you forget. And then you remember, you know, well, my life is shattered. My son is gone. My daughter's gone. Um, it's the worst feeling in the world. But you have to go on. And what a lot of us do is we put on a happy face for other people because people are so uncomfortable around death especially overdose and suicide, um, they don't know what to say. They start to avoid you. They wonder in their mind, why aren't you getting over this yet? How, it's been six months. It's been a year. It's been 10 years. It doesn't matter. It never goes away. The grief does not end. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. You know, I never say time makes it better because it doesn't. Time changes it, though. And over time, you adjust to it and you learn to live within it. But it's always a nightmare. It's the worst possible thing that can happen. Absolutely. Guys, uh, you got to understand that. And you said something that Mark Holm, you know, that age-old adage, uh, time heals all women. No, it doesn't. No, I have news for you. Time does not heal all wounds. What time does, it does change all wounds. If you think about think about it this way. If you were to scratch yourself and you get a mark on your arm and you get that scar, well, time didn't heal it. Time changed it. Exactly. <laughs> it was the change that healed it. Not guys, time doesn't heal all wounds. Time will change oh because and i say that because there are a lot of people who are still waiting for things to heal over time and it will not and instead of looking for it to heal expect it to change and with the change we can then begin accept our healing with the change we can then move on with the change we can see it from a different perspective but if we stand there 
kind of like we're waiting on a bus. The bus will never come. The bus of healing will not come. But if you get on the bus of change, it will pick us up. Every time. It's every time. Uh, look, listen, some things, like you said, Barbara, uh, just won't go away. Some things just don't go away. It's not going to wake up. I snap my fingers and poof, it's magic. Some things just don't go away that easily. And sometimes the pain of a loss doesn't just vanish, doesn't, you know, doesn't evaporate like water, you know. Uh, and sometimes we need help. We need help with things like that sometimes. And it's okay. Guys, listen, it's okay sometimes not to be okay. And I've learned to put that in my vocabulary. If you're not feeling your best, it's okay at that moment, but don't stay there. But it's okay if that's how you are at that moment. That's how your, your feelings are true. They are true. So sometimes we need help. Sometimes when dealing with grief, it doesn't just go away, guys. And we need help. And it's okay not to be okay about something. Guys, uh, I want to say this real quick. Were there... Were there, with that being said, and I know my wife is listening, and I know, I know when we lost our child, my wife, she went through a, a, a period where she was kind of blaming herself. So were there ever moments when you kind of doubted yourself and how were you, how were you able to manage those thoughts and those feelings? What, what, what did you, what did you do? Did the, any kind of those, well, if I was a better mother, I could have paid attention. But, but, did you have anything like that kind of running through your mind? Well. I did have those thoughts for many years when he started using drugs. I was tortured. I was trying to help him. What did I do? How did this happen? I must be mm. a bad mom. I should have wow. noticed sooner. I went through that for years until I got to a point where I realized it was not my fault. I, I, I couldn't even continue living with the stress of blaming myself and doubting myself. So I had to learn acceptance at that point, and I learned everything I could. I educated myself on addiction. I learned everything that I possibly could. I got Kevin all the help that, uh, you know, rehab and treat different types of treatment. We tried everything. But um, when he did take his life, I did not blame myself. I didn't. I had moments where I felt like I could have, on something different, but if I would have blamed myself in that moment, I never would have been able to move forward, never. And I knew in my heart, I did everything I could to help my son. All parents make mistakes. We all make mistakes, but I think most of us make the mistakes in love. We love our children, and that's why it's a mistake. We didn't know any better. We thought we were doing the right thing to help them, but perhaps it wasn't. Absolutely. Guys, listen. That is absolutely right, guys. And here's what you have to, we, we have to understand, Barbara said this, we have to learn acceptance. And, and what acceptance is, that's what you learn to cut off certain things. It's not my fault that this happened. Everything that happens to our children, it's not our fault. And we, you know, it's, it's not on us. And Barbara said something I, I like, she said, we make a mistake in love. We're not trying to hurt or damage our children. If we do, it's it was done with the best of intentions. But something, and I, I love that. And you, Barbara, you have to understand, you're healing someone now. Talking, you're you're helping somebody now. You 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 got to know that, guys. Listen, 
real quick, guys, I got to do this. You know, guys, that uh, Walmart, yeah, Wally World, Walmart, guys, is one of our affiliate sponsors for the show. Yep, Walmart is one of our affiliate sponsors for the show. So here is what I want you to do. Guys, there's going to be a link that I'm going to place in the chat. I don't want you to give me any money. I'm not asking for any of your money. But what I do want you to do is I want you to do what you always do and go shopping. And I want you to use the link that's going to be placed in the chat. And I, when you use that link, understand that I may earn a commission when you buy through the link. Now, whether the link is, uh, whether you do grocery shopping, doesn't matter. All I want you to do is shop, shop, shop. Use that link. <laughs> you think I said it enough times, Barbara? Shop, shop, shop through that link. And keep in mind, guys, I may earn a commission when you buy through the link. Additionally, guys, there's also going to be, there's also a live poll for the show, an actual poll for this show, only because I want your voice to be heard. I want you to understand that your voice, is extremely valuable. So I want you to click on the link that's going to be in the poll. That's going to be in the chat as well. That way you can take that poll uh, for me. So I will have both of those links in the chat for you so you can do that, the Walmart, as well as the link for the poll. Now, thank you, everybody. Back to the show. Uh, so usually there is a stigma. We talked about stigmas, right? So usually there is a stigma that's associated with individuals who um who, who kind of have addictions and mental illness. Can you elaborate more from your experience how unhealthy those stigmas can be? Yes, absolutely. I mean, people still have stereotypes in their mind that wow. of what an addict is. I know it's hard to believe that in our society today, but people still put them down. They don't understand. They think it's a choice. Drug addiction is not a choice. No exactly. one would choose to ruin their life and to live like that. And with mental health, people, they don't realize what mental health really looks like. We need to educate ourselves so that we're not thinking, oh, this person isn't crazy because they act normal. It's not about, it's not about that. It's about your brain not functioning properly and it makes it difficult for you to live within your emotions and your mind, all that. So stimulus keeps people from asking for help. It makes them feel shame. It made Kevin feel so ashamed that, you know, he had all these depression, anxiety, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And like I said earlier, there was more shame attached to that for him than there was saying, I, I'm a heroin user. Wow. He, he got, yeah, it, it's like he felt more ashamed and embarrassed by that. And that is wrong. You shouldn't feel ashamed and embarrassed by either. But uh, our society is, is so slow in this area. I wish we would hurry up and figure this out and stop judging people. And, and you know what? It, it's, it's amazing how in 2023, we're still painting pitch people images of people of what we think they should be and who they who we think 
they should be. And a lot of times, Barbara, I'll be honest with you, that pressure comes on a person and that pressure breaks them. It, it as a way it, it, they're already in a fragile mental and emotional state. And that pressure that comes on them makes it very difficult to handle what's going on. I mean, listen, in, in today's society, man, everything on social media, everything's on social media, we can access information with a snap of a finger. Bob, we could be around the world and snap of a finger and in no time be in a different country, talking to somebody. I'm, you're in California, right? Yes. You're in California. I'm in Alabama. My gosh, look at us. I mean, we're, we're, we're talking literally from West Coast to East Coast, you know, in a matter of seconds. And that information of how we, we things are placed on us can come on us so quickly. We don't get, even get a chance to react. Yeah. And I think I think loneliness is a big thing too for mental health because people don't talk about it, therefore they don't know that other people are feeling the same way. And when you feel lonely in grief as well, when you feel lonely, it's a hundred times harder to live with whatever it is you're living with. And I always I always tell people, please seek help. There is help out there, there's support groups, there's there's all kinds of help. We just need to take that first step to get out of ourselves and say to someone else. And then we find out, oh, yeah, I feel the exact same way. Exactly. And that helps in the healing process. You're, you're absolutely right. So so all these things happen. These things happen you with your son. You, you're going through life just living your mom, doing what moms do. And these things happen. So you decided. You made a decision after all this. And I heard you say earlier. You have to go on. So you decided to do something different. You said, no, I'm going to get my fight back in my life. I'm not going to just take my fight from me. So you decided to turn things around. And you didn't want Kevin's story to end there. You said, no, you know what? his story is not going to end there. I'm going to let my son's legacy live beyond what happened. And so courageous of you to do that. And you want to make you want to make a difference and kind of have a meaningful impact on others. So what was your turning point? If you say, you know what, Barbara, put your big girl pants on. We're going to turn this around. What, what was your kind of turning point? Um, well, as I mentioned, I felt like I had to write this book. And uh, as we were just saying, you have to be honest. You have to be open. And that required me to I was very open and honest in the book, and I said things and admitted things that I had said and done and that Kevin had said and done, but mm -hmm. I put it out there because I know that when someone else sees that and says, I'm not alone, I'm not the only one, it does help. It helps them realize this is normal. This is happening to hundreds of people, hundreds of thousands of people around our country. So that was... Um, my turning point was just wanting, like you said, for Kevin to have a legacy of helping others. And hopefully, you know, even if not that many people read the book, the few that have told me they read it and it helped them made it all worth it. <laughs> it really did. It helped other people understand what they were going through. It helped them realize that they weren't alone and that, you know, other people have been in their shoes. Absolutely. And guys, if you're wondering what book 
uh, Barbara is talking about. I'm going to put it up here on the screen for you. Right there. Ooh. The name of the book is uh, Kevin. And that's just a cool, look at his name spelled. That's the coolest name I've ever, that's the coolest I've ever seen Kevin, the name Kevin spelled. That's pretty cool. Guys, the name of the book is Kevin's Choice. Uh, Barbara, tell us a little bit about the book. What's in it? If someone wants to read it, what's, what's in it? Well, I talk about Kevin's story and, you know, his life story and what led to the end of his life. But I also talk in there about, um, I talk about medically assisted treatment and how I believe in it strongly and harm reduction. People that struggle with substance use disorder stay give them a chance. Um, I talk about I talk about grief a little bit. I talk about you know what it was like for him. I I think you know, I'm very empathetic towards people that struggle with substance use disorder addiction. I'm very aware of so many of them that are just beautiful, beautiful people who are treated poorly because of their choices, and now they're not here. Um, some of them, some of them overdose, most of them overdose. Some of them, like Kevin, took their lives, but their lives became so difficult that they didn't want to be here anymore. And that does not have to happen. They're, they're really positive, good, and stories too. I mean, recovery is a beautiful thing. Everyone I know that's in recovery is an amazing human being because every day of their life, they have to work hard. They have to be aware of, have self-awareness every single day. But their lives are so fulfilling. Um, I don't know. I, I hope my book gives a little bit of hope and understanding to what people go through. Um, yeah, that's that's why I wrote it. And my new okay. book is about grief, so I'm hoping people will also check out my new book that you don't awesome. have a picture of. I, I know. I, I was looking for that picture of that one. Bob, do me a favor. If someone wanted to get the book, where, where can they go to get the book? I'm going to put it in chat. Where, where can they go to Amazon. Get it's on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. You can get it online. And the new book is going on pre-sale tomorrow. I just I know, I can't believe it. Ah! So I'm really <laughs> excited. <laughs> the new book is called Talk to Me, I'm Grieving. But I think Ooh. if you put my name in Amazon, my, my new book will come up as of tomorrow, I hope. Because I really want this book to help people too. Because there's our society is uncomfortable around death, right? We don't know what to Absolutely. say to each other. Absolutely. We we, we kind of clam up. We we yeah. really clam up. I'm gonna put in chat your your website so they'll have that. They can go there Thank to you. your website. Uh, absolutely. Right there in chat. You guys check it out. Uh also guys and uh on Amazon, Barbara, you have done an absolutely amazing job being here with us. You share an incredible story that um many couldn't do. And you, you've done it with such grace. And we appreciate that. Life is always changing, guys. And it's always serving up something different. And sometimes it doesn't always bring us everything we want when it serves it up. It just doesn't. Uh, we don't get a chance to kind of uh, have it our way, so to speak, and say, hold the onion. Sometimes you got to get the onions, you got to get the mushrooms, and you just have to bite through it and have to, have to chew through it. 
those are the moments that we find the strength like Barbara here within to change our story. And if you can't do it on your own, reach out to someone for help. If you are feeling overwhelmed, that you're dealing with some grief right now, please reach out to a local grief counselor in your area because we want you here and you want your story to be heard to keep on going as well. Guys, before we get out of here, everybody, please tell Barbara thank you. Type it in the chat, clap your hands, jump up and down, sing a song, whatever you do. Tell Barbara thank you for being on the show. Uh, Barbara, hope you enjoyed yourself today. Thank you so much. It was really, I, I really enjoyed talking to you. You just have such positive energy. It makes me, it makes me smile. I, I appreciate that. I hear that all the time. My <laughs> wife says, look, man, you wake up on 10. Please, my gosh, tune it back. I don't know how, Barbara. I don't know how. <laughs> uh, Nicole's going to get me for that one. <laughs> oh, God bless your wife. <laughs> hey, guys, listen. Next week, guys, I'm actually doing a double header. Yeah, a double header. I will have a show live next Tuesday at 6.30 p.m. It's going to feature the guest who's coming back. Uh, his name is <laughs> Nicole. I can't concentrate. You, Nicole, what you typing in the chat, girl? Uh, <laughs> uh, next week, uh, guys, I am pulling a double header. Uh, I am going to bring back uh, Frank, guys, who was supposed to be with us last week. But Frank is coming back to the show, guys. He is a comedian. He is a comic writer uh, for 35 years. Guys, uh, he spent much of his life writing comedy for The Tonight Show with Jay Leno, uh, Ellen DeGeneres, and a lot of other top-name comics. Join me next week. 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, uh, right here live, Facebook, YouTube, got all those channels. And also Thursday, I will have another special guest. Uh, his name is Aaron. He is a Elvis entertainer. What makes him so different is that he has autism. Yeah. And he will come in and share his unique story of how he's using uh, music to help him deal with autism. Guys, before we get out of here, you know how we gotta do it. Yeah, it's about that time. And as always, guys, you can visit us and download your favorite episode for your favorite streaming platform like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and so many more. Before I get out of here, you know how we gotta do it, guys. If you're going to tell me something, then tell me something good. I'm out of here. Peace. I got to go. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. 
Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.